Welcome back to the Election Whisperer. When I asked Mary Trump to be on the pod, I, well, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I knew we were wrapping down the Trump administration. And as if you, you know, you know, faithful followers will know, I've always been on team, you know, apocalypse with Trump and that, you know, I knew he was going to go out with a bang. So I won't say that I didn't book her with that in mind. <laughs> but boy, I mean, you know, you get the author of the world's most dangerous man book, you know, you're you're feeling pretty damn, uh, you know, uh, like crystal ball, you know, when you're watching that shit go down on Wednesday. <laughs> you're like, ah, oh, I got Mary Trump on the pod this week, you know. So I'm feeling pretty good about that because I bet her phone was ringing on Wednesday because, uh, you know, gosh, I mean, Mary, my God, you know, and I, yeah, I think when your book came out, the people who are genuinely aware of the capacity of evil for this man, and I, you know, I just don't know that there are as many people out there that there should be. I mean, I think a lot of people have had blinders up, frankly, as to the extent to which not only not only that he had the capability and the temperament, but also, and I think more important, and I hope to talk a lot about this today, and I don't know that you get to talk about this a lot um, in the other, uh, you know, appearances you make, um, the tolerance of other Republicans to enable him, right? Because really, Donald Trump's danger is is one thing. It's the amount of enabling or enabling that he gets from the party around him that makes him truly dangerous. If if they were not willing to tango, he would only have so much. Those freaks that you saw at the Capitol would be the extent of his power, right? And, uh, you know, but it's because Mitch McConnell let that vote go down. It's because Kevin McCarthy, you know, who's much worse than Mitch, and we'll talk about that, uh, you know, tells people that Donald Trump's allegations about voter fraud have merit, that Donald Trump is truly, truly, um, you know, able to threaten our democracy. And, and I don't know about you, but there was never a point in my childhood and my first adulting years, heck, even those years when I was studying polarization that I ever really thought American democracy could fall. It was not until Donald Trump the primary of Donald Trump, where he was clearly going to be the nominee, that I first entertained the idea that American democracy was fragile. And, you know, those first thoughts, those are not easy thoughts to have, right? Because, uh, you know, you, you look at this country as, st as stable. But what has really astounded me the whole way through, and I'm interested in your thought on this, is how hard many, many other people have had a time to adjusting to that concept that we're not as secure as we think we are. What do you think about that? Because it's been really astounding to me that people have been so confident this whole time that his damage could, would always be minimal and limited. Well, um, first thing I, I'm thinking is that when, when we spoke uh, last week or was it, 3,000 years ago? I don't know. <laughs> we were so much younger and more innocent, weren't we? We were. <laughs> um, yeah, th that's a, there's a lot going on there. But, um, you know, in addition to what you're saying about um, the fragility of democracy and the enabling, you know, the other thing that I think it's, all, it's very difficult for people to wrap their heads around is that this is exactly who we are and it's exactly who we've always been. 
you know, just ask any uh, person of color, particularly African-American person in this country, and, um, you know, they'll, they'll tell you that. Uh, so it's sort of a luxury um, many of us don't have uh, to soothe ourselves with the notion that this isn't who we are. And those are hard truths to face. It's, it's, it's hard to not only to recognize the fragility of democracy, but to recognize that um, we actually don't have democracy yet. <laughs> and this might be our last chance to get it. Um, you know, at least we're going to have a chance, which we obviously wouldn't have. Um, but, I, you know, I'm with you in the sense that um, I knew how horrible Donald was going to be, of course. But um, I did not realize the extent to which the Republican Party was going to enable him. Um, and, you know, not just like tacitly go along, but actively support him and champion the worst of his policies and the worst of his behaviors. I'm not sure why I'm shocked, because I believe that Mitch McConnell is the greatest traitor to this country since Robert E. Lee, the last week notwithstanding. And I agree in terms of this stuff, you know, vis-a-vis -vis the vote and stuff, McCarthy's worse here. But um, none of this would be going on without McConnell, who's been, uh, you know, undermining this country from within for his entire tenure. I mean, I guess at least Lee uh, declared war against us and was an obvious enemy. Yes. McConnell, not so much. Yeah, that is such a good point, right? At least he was explicit, right? Uh, what's what, what McConnell does is it's 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 indirect and implicit and, you know, um, hidden in the shadows. And it's cutting you from inside. It's poisoning your food. Right. It's it's one of those. Um, yeah, he kills like a woman. Right. He poisons your dinner, <laughs> you know, small doses every night of cyanide till you <laughs> just wither away your body and your organs give out. That's a good way to think about how McConnell operates. Right. Absolutely. And, and I have always wondered, doesn't don't don't these people run into anybody in their in their spheres, like in the country club, in their church that challenges them? Because I always fantasize like, man, if I could run into Mitch McConnell, I would never waste it like any of these other people do with the like belligerent approach at all. Right. Like mine would be very, very like direct and, and like uh, mellow. Like, you know, like what, what address, like, you know, like I would really just use the opportunity to be like, you do understand, right? That like, you're, you're just, you're destroying American democracy because there's no, like, you know, there's no, there is no election fraud. And by telling people that there is election fraud, you, you are committing election fraud, right? I mean, that you are the ones doing the election fraud, right? And Right. But th that's the problem. They, they don't want democracy they i think they want uh, some version of apartheid and for some of them it's a theocratic apartheid state for some it's just a um, republican minority apartheid state uh, they don't want democracy and i don't you know i don't know when um the shift happened but clearly it's been in the works for four decades probably um so there's nothing we could say that would make a difference to them, you know, because 
obviously McConnell would vociferously deny such a thing, but in his head, he'd been saying, yeah, so. Would he though? Because like, I don't know if he knows that, right? Like, has anyone ever made him, like, does he lie to himself? That's what I want to know, right? Like, is he gaslighting himself? That's what a conversation might reveal. Yeah, I mean, I think some of them do. I'm, I'm not sure about McConnell. He's so cold-blooded. Um, unfortunately, I, we're never going to know. Um, I, you know, wh- what opportunity are we ever going to have to be right. in a room with him? I blew my opportunity with Mike Pence. We were in the Oval Office at the same time, and it took all of my self-control not to launch myself across the room. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but um, it's. It's an interesting question, um, but whatever the answer, which again, I unfortunately we may not get um, unless proper investigations are done. Right. Uh, we have to deal with the consequences, which are horrific. Yeah, and people need. I mean, I, I just, I guess, like today, my whole shtick on Twitter is like there are enough cogs in the system for us to start to challenge this party. And force them, you know, f- to start to force their hand on this, right? The problem is they're never forced on this. Like, they went on the Sunday talk show circuit today with their whole talking points about we should move on and heal, right? No, yeah. you know, nobody challenged them on, hey, you know, we, wouldn't, we would not have seen a, a siege on Capitol Hill if you guys weren't intentionally lying to your electorate and telling them that there's election fraud that doesn't exist, and you know there's no no election fraud, right? You know the elections have already been investigated much more rigorously than they, they've ever been in the past for election fraud. So, you know, you could also say to your voters, well, we investigated election fraud and there was no election fraud, right? So, like, you know, it's amazing to me. It's it's astounding, actually, that there's not this the huge blowback in the system from corporate elites and, you know, business elites and, um, you know, I, I, I don't know, just, just everyone who's not in the Republican club to at this point to say, you know, shit's falling apart. You know, can, can you, can we get you guys now to, to stop? <laughs> well, I think that's going to happen. I, I, we see it with the uh, social media platforms beginning and look, I way too little, way too late, but at least it's better late than never. It's yeah, necessary. Yeah. So, yeah. okay. Um, I believe Marriott just stopped, uh, pulled all donations from anybody who voted um, oh, did they? to overturn the election results. Um, Good. So maybe that will start an avalanche. That's um, great. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the things I suggested on Twitter is yep. we need to do the biggest corporate, you know, um, uh, petition. Um, oh gosh, what's it called when you um, boycott? You know what I mean? Like we need to do a really, really massive, um, you know, economic boycott of these corporations and let them know if you're giving to these Republican until the Republican Party writ large issues statements and says there was no election fraud. Joe Biden was was elected in a free and fair election, free of fraud. And they're disavow themselves from what Donald Trump is doing. And it has to be the whole party, right? It has to be the official RNC organization. It has to be McConnell, McCarthy, 
And if they can't do it, they have to get out of the way, right? There's, you know, we need we need those things to happen, or we may well lose the democracy. And I, you know, I we need the Chuck Todds of the world to be pushing them, not letting them come on and do their talking points and leave. Like I, I just don't understand like why. How can't at this point can't how can't people see the stakes that we're facing? It's a really good question. And I we do need to pressure not just corporations, but uh, media outlets that allow hacks like Chuck Todd to do uh, their own enabling of these people um, to come on and lie to the American people with impunity um, and then deny that they have anything to do with um, the consequences. It's, it's, it's disgraceful. Um, and I think doing that requires what we spoke about earlier, requires understanding that the vast majority of elected Republicans are anti-democratic. Right. At least right now they are. Yeah, I mean, I, I, th- I think I said this three weeks. I don't know. I, time means nothing. But a while ago, I said, you know, for the Republicans, this is a dress rehearsal. Um, and uh, their, their comments post-insurrection are honestly pathetic. But imagine if they'd won one seat in Georgia. Right. We, we, it would be an entirely different conversation we'd be having. No doubt. Oh my gosh, yes. I mean, so getting average Joe and John, uh, Joe and Jane American to understand, like, democracy is the table of bread and butter issues, right? So you don't have bread and butter issue until you have a kitchen table to eat your food on. And so if you don't have democracy, you've got nothing. And our democracy is, you know, if you picture a, um, a car that was getting ready to go over the cliff and they slammed the brakes on and the brakes caught the car and it's kind of teetering and it could go either way, that's where we're at right now, right? Um, you know, the pack, I'm watching a super pack tomorrow. You know, that's the point the pack's gonna be making, um, putting out uh, some work that's going to be focused on an article that's really trying to hammer home the entire Republican Party has basically gone radical, right? It's There's a radicalism. It's been radicalized. And we cannot fix the democracy problem without the Republican Party because the institutional safeguards that are put into the document, to the Constitution, for us to, you know, hold Mo Brooks, um, who was a member of the House, uh, Josh Hawley and Ted Cruz and others who were most directly involved in the sedition uprising. Um, You know, all all of our safeguards basically require two-thirds majority, okay? The founders never would have envisioned a world in which a party would say, no, we're going to ignore sedition and insurrection because this guy's on our team, right? And because this radicalism is so strong now in the Republican Party, that's what's hap- that's what's going to happen i think unless we can do something we've never seen before which is is really get massive massive corporate pressure on the republican party that that really just forces them to consider more than this this base republican voter who has been fed such a, a line of bullshit 
that they, they don't know, you know, the sky from the ground anymore, right? Because they, they honestly do believe the election's been fraudulent. I mean, I think with the media, companies should all be putting out like a <clears throat> kind of like a quick mixer of uh, the election, like how the election played out so that people can see again. Oh, yes, that's right. We had the election. It took time to count the ballots, but, you know, there was never a point where Donald Trump won the election, right? When he was leading, 60% of the ballots weren't counted yet, you know? Where did those ballots come from? Oh, those were ballots that were held at the election offices because they came in via mail before the election day. And in Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin, the, they were not allowed to be counted until midnight because I've heard Trump voters say, oh, well, you know, I, I believe Trump because, you know, wh why was it that he was leading in Pennsylvania by 100,000 votes and then all of a sudden he lost? So they're, they're, they don't, you know, you can't just assume that the public's going to remember that Biden won the election too. You really need, we really need a full court press from every American that wants to still live in a democracy. This is like a, a crisis moment, an all-call-to-arms moment, I think. I absolutely agree with you. Um, it's going to take an unremitting dedication to educating people um, as, as effectively in, as we can in the short term, and then um, changing the way we teach our children in the long term. Uh, you know, I... People don't understand how democracy works. So if you don't understand how something works and you can't really understand why it's important and you certainly can't grasp how fragile it is and how hard we need to work in order to keep it. Um, so, but that, you know, that's a different issue. Uh, in the meantime, yes, full court press, uh, corporate involvement, pressure not just on Republicans, but on media, um, and it just also, also it's because it's not just about this, you know, as you know, um, clearly that what needs to be done, whether or not it will be, probably won't, but every single one of them, every, all 147 Republicans who voted to overturn the election should be censured and expelled. But every Republican who kept his or her mouth shut after the election was called also needs to suffer consequences because like you said, what happened is it's a direct result of that silence. If Donald had been contained by his party speaking the truth, um, I'm not saying he would have changed his behavior. In fact, he might've behaved, he definitely would have behaved worse, <laughs> you know, um, but it wouldn't matter because there would be some counterbalance to his insanity um, by accepting the results of the election publicly, publicly congratulating Biden and Harris, um, publicly um, uh, contradicting all of the lies Donald tells. There was none of that. So it, I, you started with this. The problem really isn't Donald in the sense that um, he only has power if he's allowed to, and he's always been allowed to. Uh, and when somebody is in his position and there is 
know, and we, we have become so divided that Republicans only listen to Republicans and Democrats only listen to Democrats. You know, no, no Democrat was ever going to help no matter what, what, no matter what they said and no matter how true and valid it was. So without a Republican speaking to Republicans, Donald is allowed unfettered to um, whip up this kind of violence. And um, the problem is also, and I, I think about this too, when I think about COVID and the politicization of mask wearing, if you've voted for somebody, right? You know, many of us, not not all of us, but many of us are, are raised to respect authority. Voting for somebody is putting your trust in them. Uh, we also know that people hate being humiliated and for reasons that are complicated, being lied to, it feels humiliating, right? So you're more inclined to believe the person you trusted um, so if you voted for a congressperson, a senator, a governor, a president, and they tell you something, why wouldn't you believe them? That's right. Yep. Oh, gosh, yes. And you're never, you're, you, you will fight to hold on to the lie because if you accept that, the, that you got lied to, then, then you have to accept that you were duped and that makes you feel stupid, right? So there's a ton of psychological imperative to hold on to the lie, Right. But yeah, I mean, you know, public opinion too, like the public is so sensitive to elite opinion that it really flows often from elites down. So when you look at like, you know, the, and then and so it's so intellectually bankrupt, um, you know, oh, how many Republicans would cite, well, there's concerns in the public. That's why I'm doing this. Well, that's because you guys created the concern, right? Exactly. You created the sense that there was corruption by lending your offices legitimacy to it. And now you're citing that as a reason to, um, you know, hold this bullshit certification vote right and it's uh, the manipulation of public opinion of republican voters then you know it's 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 so 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 gross right and um you know there is you know this half of the public that thinks they're doing the right thing by eroding democracy seeking i mean they were seeking to overturn a democratic election and end democracy in america and and yet if you talk to your average republican they thought they're the ones fighting for democracy right oh of course yeah and the cynicism is is breathtaking of uh, the republican party um and you know along those lines we have um a small significant minority, but still a minority of people like the people storming the Capitol. Um, and I, I'd like to think, although I don't think anything's certain anymore. I'd like to think that most Republicans wouldn't do such things. Um, however, 45% of Republicans polled support the people who tried to overturn our election results violently yeah. a police officer was murdered yeah. for the wearing people. camp Auschwitz shirts and you know what that shirt said on the back it said staff which makes it so much worse if we have any hope of of getting to at least um some of those republicans who thought that this was totally cool 
one, we need to let them know in no uncertain terms what actually happened. The Camp Auschwitz t-shirts, the six million weren't enough t-shirts, the Confederate flags, people smoking pot and defecating in the halls of Congress. Um, it, it would like, what does that have to do with protecting? What does, does any of those things have to do with protecting what you think of as your democracy? Even if you believed that the election was stolen, what the hell does any of that have to do with defending your democracy? If that's indeed what you believe you're doing. So laying all of that out step-by-step, see how they treated the Capitol police, see how they treated um, the once sacred, no longer sacred halls of Congress. Um, and then the um, people who got into the Capitol building need to be charged to the fullest extent of the law. Their trials need to be public um, and the consequences need to be swift and severe. They need to have the proverbial book thrown at them. And uh, we need sentences that are... Um, years long they do they do i mean we need our we need our country to respond appropriately and then if it doesn't then we need to realize that we are on the precipice of collapse right if we do not respond and we cannot respond appropriately then we need to realize <laughs> right like you know then it becomes imperative the uh, full court press, all hands on deck, freak out, right? Because on this side, because otherwise we really are looking at democratic collapse. Because you know, in 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 the annals of history, you don't see a non-response to something like this. Oh, you're exactly right. I I mean, the and that's then that's why the third thing that needs to happen is holding the elected officials responsible. Right for their seditious acts. They, these elected Republicans committed sedition against their own government of which yes. they are a part. So that's got to happen. I, I honestly, um, it, it's kind of simple though. It's sort of like with COVID. If you want the economy to recover, you have to contain COVID. <laughs> if we want to save our democracy, which will potentially lead to healing, we need to hold all of these people accountable. Donald needs to be impeached. Donald needs to be removed. And Donald needs to go to fucking prison. I'm sorry. I didn't know if he I does. can swear. Can I swear? Oh my gosh, yes. Oh yeah, you can swear. It's Rachel oh my gosh. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't swear, you would fit you know, you wouldn't fit in, right? And I wouldn't be sane. Not yeah, that no, I am, we're in this know. position. I mean, we're in this position because there has been a non-accountability problem, right? I mean, for when his you have life. a man who believes he's above the law and, and knows he is, then he becomes, you know, Teflon Don and starts to do whatever he wants. And I mean, we would not be in this spot if he felt accountable. Exactly. And and this is exactly what happens when you have a man who's literally never been held accountable his entire life. In the Oval Office, you know, yes. um, and unfortunately, there's always a, a calculation made by whether it's the media or the banks or the Republicans that it's worth putting up with his egregious behavior and his um, grotesqueness and all of that in order to get their judges and their tax cuts. So I, I actually had been quite concerned that before this all happened, Joe Biden 
or Joe Biden's AG uh, was not going to do what needs to be done. And that's form a truth and reconciliation commission and bring charges. Um, I think the events of the last two months and certainly this past week make it impossible for those things not to happen. And I also think um, they increase the urgency uh, that states bring their state charges. Yeah. And I would tell Biden like not doing those things will make radicalism and the problem worse, not better. Okay. Doing those things are the things that will solve the problem. You know, it, I, I hope he brings in experts that will explain that to him. But if there's no penalty and no accountability, then he is inviting the next larger insurrection event. Right. I mean, and, and of course we're, we're what, 10 days away. There's 10 days and, uh, you know, he's, he's off Twitter. So he is going to Texas and he has, he has now set up an event at the Alamo, right? Oh man. That, you know, when, when you're totally ignorant of American history, the symbolism just is is lost on you. (laughs) It's incredible (laughs) and quite fitting, but he shouldn't be allowed to go anywhere. He shouldn't be allowed out of the White House. There should be armed guards making sure he doesn't leave the White House. So it's hard to imagine not in not if you're Mike Pence, you're a man. This guy, this this guy riled up a crowd who was coming to the Congress partially to drag you out and possibly hang you. Okay, um, and you know the president has Trump has not once reached out to Pence in all this time. We find out, which isn't a shock at all, right? And yet, you know, you're Mike Pence, and and you're so weak, you know, that you can't recognize this ten days that that man has power, every minute that he has power, this you know most dangerous man in the world, as you call him in your book title, um, you know, is it's it's extraordinary that Pence has this ability, and is leaving the nation vulnerable to this man's inclinations, you know. What's extraordinary is I think that. Pence, Hawley, and Cruz actually still think they have a future in politics. You know, I think they all still think they're going to run for president in four years, which is just uh, so delusional. It's a little disturbing. But uh, yeah, if Pence does not call for the 25th Amendment, then uh, he should be impeached too. Because everything that happened, I mean, I think he's complicit in all of it anyway, but um, if anything else happens, then he should be charged as an accessory um, because his inaction is, is so incredibly dangerous. Like do people not see that, you know, and even if you think, cause who said this, Oh, the despicable John Bolton was being interviewed on a program before I was. So I was forced to listen to him. And he basically said uh, two things that were appalling first is you know i guess some people are perfect and knew before 2017 how bad donald was but most of us aren't perfect if you claim not to have known then you're either an idiot or you're lying Uh, and the second worst thing he said was you know everybody just needs to calm down it's only 12 days what could happen i mean what could happen he incited a fucking insurrection what could happen no doubt so you know in addition to the danger, though, if for whatever reason they can't wrap their head around what 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 could happen, then maybe just think about his despicable, degrading behavior that the party 
the uh, the watch party that they held um the um the fact that he has not ordered the flags to be flown at half staff for a murdered capital police officer that that's not enough to bother them no no and and it's and it really is a them right because you know uh, you know i guess and that's probably a good way to kind of close out the the convo is to tie it back to the family right because it's a them issue it's a whole little cohort of trumps right and the footage that you saw from the backstage of them watching on tv and uh, it was so it's just so dis it's so disturbing that you know the whole little family he has infested with this mental illness of uh despotic behavior right uh the children right and 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 i guess you know i would i would say too you know like so what do you what do you think i mean we've got these 10 days left I, and i'm with you i mean i think it's gonna be a long 10 days and i don't know that we're not gonna see I, I'm of the opinion that the inaugural should be a closed. I think there should close the city down completely and just get the inaugural done and not have any human beings in the in vicinity for Biden. Yeah, I mean, they should have done that anyway, just because of COVID. So, you know, right. um, but under these circumstances, yeah. it's it's inviting disaster. I don't understand the logic. I mean, maybe it's an act of defiance. See, we're not going to let them, whatever. Well, they've already, you know, I think what happened this week is terrible for Donald. Thank goodness, finally. It's terrible for his children. Thank goodness, finally. Um, I think, you know, Donnie and Ivanka can kiss any future political careers they had in mind goodbye. And um, if there's any justice in the world, they'll be in prison along with their father. Um, but the insurrectionists, the white supremacist domestic terrorists, they scored a big victory. They they stormed the castle successfully. Mm-hmm. They delayed the uh, the vote. Uh, I mean, not the vote. The um, certification in the Constitution that was supposed to happen on that day. It did not. It oh, happened right, the right. next day. Yeah. Um. So. I'm not sure. Like, why keep playing with fire? It's it is. It's playing with fire. No doubt about it. You know, I mean, this evil man. You know, at least with Twitter, you knew what he was doing. You know, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Um, and why does anybody think that there there won't be a sniper somewhere? I mean, there it in. Mixed in with the the goons and the thugs and the, um, you know, people who were just there um, to make a point and to degrade our country, there were professional military with tactical armor and vests and zip ties, for Christ's sakes. What is a zip tie for precisely? They had chatter was in the, in those right wing rooms. They were, some of them wanted, or at least fantasized about kidnapping our members of Congress and forcing them to either certify Donald Trump as the president or die. Yep. Yeah. And that needs to be said in, in very explicit terms. Um, Because otherwise, 
you know, when I was watching it, um, like while it was happening, it just seemed so tawdry because there was no way to know what was really going on inside. Um, you know, there was no way to feel it because uh, from the outside, it just looked like a bunch of maggots being their disgraceful selves and the Capitol Police just kind of being ineffectual and incompetent or like it, it was really hard to know in the moment that um, it looks like this was planned and coordinated. Uh, it just seemed tawdry and degrading, you know, so um, the more facts we get out, the better. And I agree with what you said earlier. It should be mandated to play on every single channel at least once a day right. um because otherwise including fox news or like anybody who doesn't any network that doesn't air it should have their fcc license pulled no doubt i mean we god we are really in a uh i just hope biden gets it i hope i hope now Biden understands that we are in existential threat moment here in the U.S., that we are on the precipice of a democratic collapse. And the reason isn't so much the freaks that storm the building. It's the 45 percent of Republicans who said, yeah, well, it would seem reasonable. Yep. Yeah, they, they sympathize. Like, what exactly are you sympathizing with? The Auschwitz T-shirts? No doubt. Uh, the Confederate the idea flag? That our members of Congress had to cower in fear, and it had those rooms been infiltrated, might have been beaten, might have been hung, might have been, you know, murdered. Yeah, and and again, I, I think we cannot afford the failure of imagination that has um, uh, dictated how the media have handled Donald from the very beginning. It's like they have to normalize him because they don't have the vocabulary uh, with which to describe him and his actions. And, um, you know, the truth didn't fit into their narrative. And it, it felt like at the very beginning of this four year nightmare that it was it wasn't just nature that abhors a vacuum. It's also the media like they just needed to normalize him because otherwise, like, what could they what could they do? They didn't know what to say. They didn't know how to address it or explain it, even to themselves. That can't happen this time. I agree. I, I, and I think that's probably the best way to close it out is the 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 thrust of your book and the reason that it resonated so well is that it, it, it punched a big hole in that, right? Is it, you know, this is not a normal man. This is a man who is psychologically dangerous, right? He's not a normal person. He can't be normalized and when you do normalize him as the republican party did as the media did uh you enable him to be a lot more dangerous right and the culmination of that is the country's limping towards the hour when the powers of the presidency will get evaporated out of him is you know now we are literally counting the hours and praying that we will survive as a nation that literally humans are dying by at the tune of 4,000 a day now, um, you know, because of his leadership, right? I mean, or lack thereof. And it's a product, you know, directly because he's in charge of their care and COVID. Um, and, and, and he is psycho. It's because he is psychologically not well. And your book is a, a great, you know, testament to that and something that, you know, the family knows very well. 
and some some of them enabled it and others um like you you know came and told us the truth so i appreciate that <laughs> uh i'd like to say it was my pleasure but it, it wasn't my pleasure but i felt like it was important and i hope it did i hope it did make some difference um however um although getting rid of donald will be a, a really good way to turn down the temperature um you know i think i'm so tired of people saying that the only way we you know that um we can only heal is if we do nothing no got to get rid of him hold everybody accountable but you know we we're all exhausted but unfortunately we can never let down our guard because he leaves behind a party that um would have allowed this to happen if um if uh, we if we had lost in Georgia, yeah, yeah, and you know what? In in my opinion, until those ten days pass and the power is transferred, still might right. We still have to be diligent these next ten days against the GOP and Donald Trump until this power is transferred. Yeah, so uh, buckle up. Yeah, buckle up and grab your popcorn, Mary. I'm so glad you joined the pod today. Thank you so much. Oh, Rachel, this was great. I really uh, appreciate it. I've been following your work for a long time, so this is an honor for me. Oh, ditto. I'm a huge fan.